What's up, guys? Welcome back to the pod. Before I drop the interview with Armando Music, I needed to come on here and discuss something that's pretty damn important. It actually got signed and passed into law by our Senate in Canada the day after Armando and I recorded the podcast. That's Bill C-11, which is uh, essentially an internet censorship bill under the Broadcasting Act which gives our government, who we all know we can trust through and through, and they have our best interests at heart, they can censor what we see and hear moving forward in many aspects. I'm not sure how deep that will travel, if it'll hit things like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, I know YouTube has definitely been mentioned. (laughs) The timing of this is absolutely incredible. What are we into episode four of the podcast? And who knows how much longer this is going to last or how much longer I can actually get these things out to you guys. And I honestly believe that our biggest problem in society, and I've talked about it before, I've talked about it until I'm blue in the face, is everybody remains silent when deep down, they know in their heart that they should be speaking up. They know deep down that what happened over the last three years that so many people want us to just get over, you know, they say, just move on, you know, get over it. Fuck no. I actually heard one of the best quotes on Andy Frisella's Real AF podcast last week. And so I'm not going to take credit whatsoever, but I think this this pretty much nails the problem that we're all facing in society today. And I know this to be true because my DMs and the amount of people that reach out to me directly, whether it's online or in person, to thank me or to support me or to, you know, whatever, just small talk, how fucked up the world is and how tyrannical our government is and how fucked up our school system is. And how they disagree with everything that's going on. I get it every day, all day, thousands and thousands of messages and conversations I've had over the last three years. And this this line by Andy Frisella sums it all up. Too many people are relying on too few people to speak the truth and make the change happen. And you know what? That time's about to end, folks. All you people that enjoy those of us who speak the fuck up, put our asses on the line, put money on the line, our careers on the line, ourselves, our families, relationships. A lot of you enjoy it. A lot of you feel we need to do it. I won't stop. I'll never stop. It's just part of me. It's just who I am. But I can tell you what. The avenues of people like me being able to actually get the truth out is closing in on us real motherfucking fast. And I hope that this Bill C-11, and you guys need to read up on it, it just passed through right through our Senate. Just like... C-21, taking away firearms 
from law-abiding citizens. If you guys can't put this all together as rational adults with common sense and see that they locked us in like a bunch of fucking animals for three years over lies on top of lies on top of lies. I don't have to fucking justify how fucking right I was. And I say that with a knot in my fucking stomach. But they know how right we were. And they now need to muzzle us. They need to take away our voices. They need to put fear in us to speak out. So for all of you people, and I love all you motherfuckers, mostly. I love the support. I love the kind messages. But at the same time, start to get motherfucking irritating, I will say. I will say that at the very least, these conversations in your household where it's safe to talk, for now, better be fucking happening with you and your family and your kids. Because me questioning a grown man going into a motherfucking girl's washroom now gets censored. I get posts getting fucking deleted. Miraculously, I've got 8,000 followers on Instagram and only a few hundred see my stories now. So for all you people that enjoyed my views or relied upon it to get the word out, which I've done, I've shared many people's stories trying to get the word out on how fucked up things are. But it doesn't matter. I can triple down, quadruple down on everything I think. But eventually, guys, it ain't going to get fucking out there anymore. So one one thing I, I really hope you guys do, check out the Yanmi Park interview on the Sean Ryan podcast. She's a defector from North Korea. She escaped. She was uh, in sex slavery in China. Incredibly sad, crazy story. She's now in the U.S. Her story is incredible. It's incredibly sad. Um, but she she sees in North America, specifically she talks about the states, but I can tell you, Canada's worse. We got no 2A here. We got nothing protecting our asses. But I really pray to fuck that you people wake up. Wake up because our time is fucking running out. I hope that I can continue to get these podcasts out interview some cool people fucking fight back on the tyranny in this country I'll never stop I'll do what I can but eventually guys I'm not going to be able to get this shit out to you if if this continues with our fucking tyrant prime minister Justin Trudeau who should be in fucking prison anyways appreciate all the support with the podcast with the brand Remember your non-negotiables. Share the podcast. Share it with all your friends. Share it with people who hate my guts. And for the people who listen because they fucking hate me, it's all good, man. I love you. All right. Enjoy the interview with Armando Music, the songwriter of the soundtrack of The Truckers. There were prophets, kings, and queens, yeah. Alliance and allegiance. Ah, 
They were looking for a reason Causing all the crimes and treasons Ah There's a million miles between us Like Jupiter to Venus Rise up, rise up History will be us The people, they will free us Fire, fire Armando Music in my home in the podcast studio after months of talking about this uh, this podcast happening. I'm pumped. I'm excited to be here, bud. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I like man. what you did, man. That's that's a serious logo, serious brand. Thank you for doing this. No, thank you, thank you. When the when I first started talking about doing a podcast you're one of the first people i messaged i'm like hey if i should do this i want you on here i remember it was like in february or something yeah. like i'm just getting her going yeah gotta figure a few things out but i i want you and then you messaged me a few weeks ago yeah man and here i am bud thank you no i'm pumped and and if anyone listening was living in a hole i guess about a year ago year and a few months ago when the truckers ended up in Ottawa. Actually, probably more before that, actually. You can help me out with timing. Yeah, it was... Uh, so when I knew these, what I feel, and I still think they are, illegal and discriminatory vax mandates were coming out, I was in my buddy's garage smoking a cigar, and uh, I got an instrumental, and I said, I have to write a song about this. And within 30 minutes, the song was written in my head, and I put it in my notepad in my, in my phone, and I recorded it, and I promised myself the day those... Vax, man, uh, vax mandates were mandated and put into the you know circulation. That's the day I released Rise Up. I think it was September 26th of 2021. Yeah. So um, way before Ottawa, but... Um, yeah, it, I definitely... It was, yeah, you know what? I remember listening to you down in uh, Toronto at one of the... What were they called? The World Rallies? The or, Rallies down at the Queen's Park yeah, there, yeah. My first protest I've ever been at in my life. Actually, oh. no, maybe second. All to do with this insanity of the last three years but yeah man i remember hearing your song and i'm guessing that was was that the moment for you where you all of a sudden you're like holy shit this was, is this is gonna be something yeah there was my sister took a picture i have my hand up singing and there's like thousands of people i'm on the monument i think you were surged there that time and yep. there was a lot of people and what i loved about it mike there was doctors lawyers off-duty police officers firemen everybody from every walk of life yeah, that just said this is this feels wrong. I have something to say. It was peaceful, and it just kept building, and everything was peaceful, peaceful. Damn and, right. And people needed the moral support because you know in today's age, people don't. I feel a lot of people are like they don't have, like there's they don't have their gut anymore. Like they care too many times of what other people think or what's my neighbor going to think, what's my family going to think, what's my boss going to think. And that's the problem. Too many people, like you said, it's non-negotiable. They're going under the radar. When they have something to say, they got to speak up because if you don't speak up or ask questions, then we're just, what are we doing? We're just robots. Yeah, they've glorified the silent majority, quote unquote. They've glorified people being silent. Like people, I think, are proud of saying, yeah, we're part of the silent majority. Yeah, right? Well, you're hurting you're hurting people. You're yes. hurting society by not giving your opinion. And yes. it allows insanity that continues and has continued for the last too many years. And now we're moving on to more insanity today, right? But 
Absolutely. You Common know? sense has gone out the window, yeah. man. And we'll touch upon that. Yeah. But there's a reason why a song like Rise Up hits so many people, whether it's in their emotions or their life. Like, that was like, everyone needed to hear that, right? Music is like therapy, right? It's like wow. going to the gym. Mike, it hit a million streams, Mike, but one of my... <laughs> Uh, vocal engineer says do you know like when you looked at the stats because you only see spotify but then there's apple and itunes and stuff he's like you know rise up's like a million streams i had no idea that's my first million streams on my own that was pretty good and now that i think back and i look and i'm like how the hell did i write that and if you listen to the words like history will be us the people they will free us that's what happened the people like look what's happening in france right now they're not putting up with that shit nope no they didn't sh- even no debate they. it in parliament. The guy just said, yeah, you're going from retirements from 62 now to 64. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. Why? You have to debate it. They just passed it. I think that, and, and you know what? The media is not covering it, eh? No, they don't cover anything. But what? I I truly believe that the truckers, um, for sure the truckers, your song, people standing up and using their voices, like we said, like people know they're non-negotiables. A lot of them are just quiet, but the people that weren't are the reason that today you and I are allowed to sit in my house together without a stupid fucking mask on and we're allowed to go to work again, right? And, I know. And I think it's a lot of people have forgotten a little too quickly what the fuck we all just went through. Yes. And it's funny. Again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Neither are you. We just, it's funny how the quote unquote conspiracy theorists were right along about everything along the way about you know oh the masks they're going to mandate masks then they're going to mandate a vax pass then you're going to have to quarantine then one to two to three so it's just uh i i like to follow this guy david ike and i like robert f kennedy jr i follow them they were both canceled if you listen to these people speak and we'll get into it david ike says there's one big web and then there's all these little interconnected webs so for example he says and if you think about it and then you see it, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Like, for example, there'll be an event where someone goes shoots up a place. It's horrible. But then the conscious of the people, because that event has an emotional connection with them that, that, that happened, then they'll try to implement gun laws. Yeah. Then there is this pandemic. If this wasn't a pandemic, there's no way they can push what they push with the vaccine. Yeah. So you know, there's all these these these. What what David Ike says is, and I'll, I'll I'll be short on this is these random events are not random. They're all part of one. They're all part of a plan. And yeah. if you see and you go back and you think like you don't even see Fauci anymore on the on the on the TV. Good. I know. <laughs> but no, they definitely. And if they are random, they take advantage of them in a connected way. Right? Yes. They, they make sure that, oh, this this is fucked. Let's take advantage of this this way. Mm-hmm. Let's scare society this way. Yes. Right? Like you said, gun laws. Anyone that's ever done a minute of cop work <laughs> knows that these gun laws don't do shit. Right? But, again, it's one of those things where if you say that out loud and you're in a position of political power or yeah. or government or whatever, you don't say anything because you get your pee-pee slapped. Right? And then everyone thinks about their bank account and their pension. Right? right? So, usually, it always ends up back to money. Right? At those levels, right? But politics. Oh, it's fucking devil. I know, buddy. It just it is. I'm not okay with cancel culture. I'm not okay with common sense being ridiculed, and I'm not okay with not asking questions. There's nothing wrong with asking a question. 
None. Yeah. And 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 I, we need to instill this in our kids coming up because they're the ones who I feel are being exposed to this BS now with a lot going on, and we'll touch upon it. Yeah. Before all this happened, and I don't know, I, I think our upbringings have a lot to do with how we managed the last bunch of years. Um, but for those who don't uh, know, Armando and I played hockey against each other back in our junior days without knowing each other at that point. We never right? even, I don't think we fought, no. I, I don't know. remember. We didn't fight. I don't think. No. But probably if you're Pickering, the Pickering Panthers. Yeah, yeah. I was, I went from Mississauga Chargers to the, to the Von Vipers. I was supposed to go protect Cogliano and St. Mike's with this guy in Georgetown, this guy by the name of Peter Mavarudis, didn't want me going to St. Mike's because it was going to be Georgetown and St. Mike's Having in the trip. Dudley. Uh, so they, so they, they ended up facing Georgetown and St. Mike's that year in the Dudley. I think St. Mike's won it. But, uh, yeah, man, I was small world with Sully and Ainsley. Yeah. Small yeah, world. We, for sure, we played against each other. Oh, absolutely. Well, we were born the same year. You're in 84, right? too? 84, yeah. Oh, was yeah. You? Yeah? Yeah, man. Are you in Aries? I, don't, I have no idea. What's July? <laughs> I don't know. Pisces? I don't know. I don't. See, I asked like I know, and I it's don't know. It's fucked. I don't know well, that What's coming up? July uh, what? Uh, 28th. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I might have a show. You have yeah. to come out. I don't, I don't know any of that stuff. But do you feel that, like, so when you were playing hockey, were you a tough guy? When you had to be? Yes. And we kind of spoke that off, off, the, off camera. I was always a competitor, and I hated to lose. And I hated fucking bullies. And when I, I never started anything, I played hard. But when I saw something offside, like someone running our goalie or just someone being a bully to someone else, that got me going. And I, you know, I, they say if I was a tough guy, I was never scared to fight, but I like to only use it as the last resort because I play like Scott Stevens. I like to hit, mm. I play tough, but I would, uh, I'd never like to start shit. I'd always defend. Because I was bullied growing up, and I, I, I didn't like being bullied. I didn't like the feeling, and I, I said I'm going to stick up for myself. And hockey was an outlet; like it was always clean. I was never dirty, but when it was go time, or if I if someone did something to one of my teammates, I was I like to be the guy, or I was always the guy tripping, saying, "Yeah, I'll see you on next shift, buddy." Yeah, it's go time. Like, I always accountability. Yeah, and the problem with today, Mike, these kids, they're spoiled. There's no accountability. No one got punched in the face when. <laughs> They do something wrong, or now you know everything's instant. Yeah. These kids, there's no patience. It's funny. That's going to be two podcasts in a row where we talk about how people need to be punched in the face more. <laughs> well, in, well, in a sense. Well, that, well, at the same time, yeah. we don't like bullies, but you're right. Like, there's a element of having to deal with, you know, situations like that where you either you talk yourself out of it, or maybe someone who is a bully needs a fucking punch in the face, right? Yeah, it's just that simple. That's just fucking growing up. Right, I know, you but know. times have changed as we see I it. I'm sure you've ever. seen it a lot on your time when you were in the force. Like it's like times have changed. Like it's not like when you went back. Okay, let's go back to the school. Now people bring stuff, and that that's the sometimes you gotta you know that's the scary part where you have to pick your spots. Yeah, you definitely don't want to advocate for you know random fighting here and there because like yeah, times have changed and yeah, and it's not where you know you you know one on one type type deal growing up. Yeah, where the boys got to deal with. Uh, whatever issues and then you yeah. shake hands and now you're best friends yeah no but it was just going back to your question that you asked me i believe if i was a tough guy or like to fight i always played the game hard i actually didn't like fighting but when i had to i like to stick up for what i felt was right it was non-negotiable you run our goalie it's go time yeah i'll see yeah. you next game like i always let them know yeah not to get away with stuff so you said you were bullied yeah i was bullied i was uh 
So grade seven was a bad year for me. I it was because I was always different, Mike. I was always the guy in the plays, but I was playing sports. I was I went to an all boys high school, Chaminade College in Toronto, and I was going there for hockey. And my buddy Giordano, Mark Giordano, plays on the Leafs. Okay. Um, yeah, he was. I, I grew up with him, and uh, we had a great team. And he was my defense partner. We beat St. Mike's in uh, one year in double overtime, and they were like they were a powerhouse. And we beat Mount Carmel. They were number one in Canada. So I was always the kid on the hockey team. This this I wasn't a goon, but I was always this tough guy in sports. But off the ice, I was more of like a metrosexual in the sense of I was always I was okay with uh, you know being one of the three guys in the in the choir. Sick. So when I say metrosexual, I was like I wasn't always I didn't have to be I never was like a a masculine guy, but on the ice I was that guy, but off of it I was like a big teddy bear. So it was like a disconnect. I'm like what the fuck? I'm one I'm singing in the choir in an all boys school and then here I'm going to go on the ice and like fucking yeah. lay a body clean body check. It didn't it didn't yeah. make sense until I went over to Europe and um I realized that when hockey wasn't fulfilling me i was playing in the swiss and the french alps and getting two thousand euro a month and you live in a chalet and you're going to paris every you only, you only played every other weekend it's incredible yeah but i didn't come home with it was the best time of my life you, you go to paris you go down to monaco you go to nice and it wasn't it wasn't fulfilling me like i i was just going through the motions and at one point i i think it was 28 or 29 i stopped hockey and uh, I got into music over there. I was dating a French girl at the time who worked in the south of France. So I was into that lifestyle, the south of France, uh, like the dip going out and stuff. And long story short, there was a DJ who sent me an instrumental because I was always writing and singing. And uh, the song ended up being number five in Spain. And that was my little thing. I wanted to do music. Fuck. What's, kind of, an, what's an instrumental? An instrumental is a beat. Okay. So like um, someone will send you a beat. And then you write the top line. The top line is the words and the vocals. Okay. So like, um, just think of uh, what's what's a song that you like? Or oh fuck, any Morgan Wallen song? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So an instrumental is without the words. Okay. And his voice. Gotcha. Just the beat. All right. He's blowing up, eh? Oh, he's sick. We'll get into that too. Right. I wrote a country song. I mean, buddy, I you know what? I, I've listened to it before. <laughs> I it's gonna be fucking incredible, dude. Oh man! You play that on your phone. I'm like, is that fucking you, right? <laughs> this so kid uh, from North York grew up a gene as a Gino right? glow sticks back in the day, yeah. and one of the guys at the radio goes, "Hey, uh, Armando, did you ever try writing a country song? You have like a little rasp." So I, I'm, I'm in the works of writing a banger. That song is gonna fucking explode. <laughs> I can't wait to as share a, as with a you. country fan. <laughs> I'm telling it's you, it's country pop though, right? It's yeah, but it, like you said, like the the Morgan Wallens and. That shit's taken off, right? Yeah, like big, massive, like massive. boots and hearts here too is huge. Yeah, man, I need to bring my camper there and spend the weekend. Have you been? No, Jen has. She used to help organize it. Yeah, yeah. I met Jen at, at the Corral Country Bar in Oshawa. Really? I never was a country, you know, fan or whatever. No, I just like top forty, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I never really cared. But no, met her. <clears throat> sorry, in line at uh, the Corral and fucking uh, huge. I love country music, man. It's just my, like the the lyrics, the fuck, you know, right? All of it, man. Like, it's authentic. Yeah, you know, blue collar, drinking, fighting, living, loving, being right? a good father. Yeah, all that shit. It's got it all. Yes, right. But when I go to the gym, I like the house beats. Yeah, when I work out, I like a nice deep beat. Perfect. I'll send you a few. Right? I gotta send you a few. Yeah, I have a few up my sleeve coming out. 
Yeah. But you know, what's funny. Like you say, when I was obviously a younger kid, I fucking hated bullies, but I could see how now being an adult, <laughs> the fact that you were in a play and singing and an athlete, we have no idea how fucking cool that was. Like then, like you might've been self-conscious maybe, right? I wasn't scared to be different. No. And, and, and I, uh, that's from my mom and my dad. They instilled values in me. I came from humble beginnings and I just felt, you know, when I was younger, I was more religious, like, you know, coming up, you know, Italian, Canadian, Catholic, like, you know, bells, all the bells and whistles. I was just, I was happy with being me. And I was like, why are you, why, why are they making fun of me for being different? Like I went to a, a Backstreet Boys concert the next day I got ripped. Yeah. But why? Everyone liked the back. I wasn't scared. You know, now I think about it is they they were scared that they weren't brave enough to do that. 100%. And it's like the sheep. It's all... Sheep mentality. Yeah, at yeah. that age. Yeah, and at that age, you think... That, I don't know, I guess, like, trying to, I'm trying to think back at how not stupid or juvenile I was at that age, right? Like, I never would have taken part of bullying somebody who was a fucking singing, but I can definitely see that Chirping. at that age... No, like I didn't realize, like, because there's like the artsy kids, and there's the fucking athletic kids, yes. and there's the smart people, and or like burnouts. the right, like the fucking whatever, yeah, right? yeah, exactly, the fucking yeah. potheads that never go to school, right? But if a young kid, if you're listening, if you can realize, if you are an athlete and a musician, it's okay, you have life by the tits, you do. In terms of like an adult looking at like you know like music, everyone you get in your car you listen to fucking music. Special. Right, you come home, you watch sports. Yeah, if, if if you can do music and sports, you're fucking talented. Like that's a super talent. <laughs> you see, right? See, you see it as talent. I see it as what I'm naturally drawn to. Like uh, I'll, I'll just today, my sister said uh, gave me a, a a line, and I, I started the melody started coming to me, and I'm 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 putting the voice notes. I sometimes run out of memory on my phone because I, I'm always have melodies. But I, see, people said you're so talented. I just see it as me doing what I do, just like you. You're probably like, I, I respect what you're doing. Like, how the hell do you do that? You're in a household. You gave up something for what you believed in. You weren't putting up with BS. You started this. You have your side gig with the, what you do with the real estate. That I, I'm impressed by you. That's talented to me, too, because, like, how the hell do you maintain that? Yeah. I, th I think as kids, we don't appreciate it, though. Like, I would, like if I could live it all over again, God. Oh. Like, we talked off mic again. Like, I would appreciate hockey. And being in the dressing room, would, probably more than being on the ice, the joking around, the camaraderie. Yeah. The like, times on the bus with the boys, oh, fuck the I'll parties. Fuck. I would train harder, Mike. I was a late bloomer. I didn't train hard enough. I got good when I was 18. I, I should have. I went double A my draft year. We won the All-Ontarios with the Mississauga Braves. But no one. the year before, I was playing triple A. No one told me that's your draft year. Yeah. Dude, we had like the same life. I, <laughs> I didn't play junior until I was 17. The year before that. I think it was a year or two before I won the Ontario. Same thing. I, yeah. I wanted to play double A yeah. with all my buddies yeah. and have fun. And I didn't want to like leave my Pickering buddies right. and all that stuff. Right. But I loved it. Like if you could appreciate growing up and realize like talents like that or, or, or if you're into the music. Yeah. But yeah, man, like I don't think kids understand how 
obviously harmful bullying would be or chirping people there's like dressing room chirping which is fun as shit and i'm guessing you were like in charge of the radio or the or the music i try yeah sometimes yeah when i got older yeah yeah because like when i sometimes people were putting some song i'm like nah buddy like this is the one (laughs) but we didn't have like social media too because just to touch upon the bullying we didn't have like okay we did like I knew Facebook was, when I was in university, Facebook was coming out. But I try to think of time. Can you remember, like, without how life was with social media? Like, we were playing street hockey yeah. with the boys. No one plays fucking street hockey anymore. No. It's crazy, right? Yeah, we, we'd be out until your parents yelled at you because you yeah, missed dinner. Yeah, it's time. To, yeah. Right? Or the, or the fucking street lights are on. It's time to go yeah. to bed. You missed dinner. Right? I didn't tell you. I played for Team Canada's ball hockey team, the junior team. We went to Switzerland and... Um, in, in Slovakia both years from when I was 18 and 20 we won bronze and then I played for Team Italy the men's team we went to Czech Republic Sick. for street hockey ball it was fun that's cool yeah I played with uh, Adam uh, there's a guy Percy he played on the he's from Newfoundland he played uh, on LA a few years ago oh yeah Piercy Andrew Piercy yes. and then, then another guy Adam he played uh, he was a defenseman played on Calgary and Koliakvo's brother was the goalie yeah, man, time flies, buddy. Yeah, do you, do you feel that growing up in team atmospheres has helped you or has, in a way, molded you into the, your journey now? Yes, it's very important. And you don't realize it till you actually think about it. Like, um, athletes in general uh, who are team players, because there's some people who aren't, but the majority are, you don't realize, like, the discipline. Even now, like, as I'm, like you know COVID hit or whatever we'll talk about that but like <laughs> fuck like just how lazy and like I wasn't negotiating it was it was negotiable for me it was a non-negotiable going to the gym the pounds add up then it's like holy fuck like you look in the mirror like who's this guy and then you got the double chin going on so if I didn't have that athlete in me I would be in trouble the athlete in me it's always there it never dies and it's coming back so yeah. going back to your question, yeah, that team atmosphere, the discipline, the being able to, you know, be a team player, meaning you're not going to be on the PP, but you'll be on the PK. And it's just important to block that fucking shot instead of being on the PP. Yeah. Putting yourself, not putting yourself first sometimes for the betterment of the greater good. Yeah. That's what's important. And it teaches me now with music, Mike, even though I have success, I'm not happy where I'm at. I'm, I want more. And um, it... For me, it's playing hockey allows me to survive in the trenches when nothing's going on. When every day you have to hit up 50 people because no one gives a fuck about you or what you're doing. And the gym helps me out. The going, going to sacrifice the rents due every day, that helps me, man. Because yeah. then you feel better, you, you wear your clothes feel better, you look better. And it creates discipline and it's like value. Everything today with our kids is instant. Yeah. Instant. You want a girl? You just message her. You want to hit up someone's wife, you just message her. It's fucking scary. It is. It's so it instant. Is. Like you put a fruit in the ground, you put a seed, it takes three, four months for that apple to come out. And that's missing that we had. We yeah. had it. But this generation doesn't have that. No. Unless they're instilled, it's instilled. It's, it is tough. I mean, like, fuck, I'll be the first to say there's days where I'm fucking bagged and, and it's easy for, for me to just hand my kid his iPad. But I fucking hate that damn thing. Right, it's like you, you can see it, right? But you, you do your best, the best you can, I guess, to get them into sports or karate. Like our kids are in all this shit. Good, at the same yeah. time, there's t- there's times where you just want to shut your fucking brain off and hand them an iPad. But you you can see how 
maybe not toxic, but you can see especially what they take in from those stupid things too, right? There's times where I'm like, what the fuck are you listening to? Turn that off. You're like that that fucking YouTube buddy has a mind of its own. And I YouTube, think you said I, it. I think it knows when kids are on it too. I know it's, it's listening. It's funny. Do you ever say cruise ship or something? And then the, the, the fucking thing, come up, the marketing thing ad comes for like a cruise ship. It's listening to you. And you touched upon yes. something with the kids. You touched upon something off the camera. You're saying, what was that? You're like at the library when you went into the library oh, the fuck. other day. Because I mean, I know because you yeah. talked about it. Oh, YouTube, yeah. But it kind of we, we correlates right into that. Yeah, no, I, Jen and I went in to get uh, books for the kids, uh, like reading before bed books. And because uh, they're into like, you know, they get, it's funny. They, they actually are very competitive on who's a better reader. <laughs> right level like it levels in school it's like a b c d e or whatever so so yeah we're grabbing books at the library and and me i i walk in and jen's gonna go pick the books of course and i'm like babe i'm gonna do some research while i'm here right i'm going to the kids section and on display like there's the books that are in like against the wall where all you can see is like the thin edge of it and then there's the books on display like the ones they want you to see right so i'm like i'll pick the book with the rainbow all right based on what's been going on in the world and fucking buddy like two pages in lo and behold right this this book's about taking your child to the to the gay pride parade i think the the book was called the rainbow parade or something and it's like all about how you got to be inclusive to everybody which like i agree yeah cool but on page three there's a fucking naked adult this is all a cartoon but there's a naked person walking by this young child and his two parents who have taken him down to this fucking great parade Right. And then it's and there's the caption that says something to the effect of like, and we're even going to, you know, be OK with people wearing no clothing. I'm like, what the fuck am I looking See, at? See, that's here? I'm OK with people like expressing themselves. I respect all walks of life. I'm not OK. There's has to be an age limit with that. And when people are kids are still developing and they see that yeah. it, it's innocent, they don't know better. And, and I think that like who who okays that? Uh, buddy, I, I looked at it and I looked at Jen. I said, that didn't take long. She's like, oh, fuck. Right. And I grabbed the book. I walk over to yeah. the librarian. And I said, what's this? I said, this is slightly inappropriate for like a kid's section. Don't you think? She's like, well, if you don't like it, don't sign it out. It's I'm not like, the I'm point. Like, exactly. I'm like, well, that's not exactly. That's not what I'm saying. I'm like, this is in the kid's section where kids are and kids come and kids choose their books. There's a naked adult in this book near a child. That is not normal. That's that's not right. It's right. inappropriate. Well, if you don't like it, don't sign it out. She said that about three it. or four times. I looked at Jenna and just said, this place is disgusting. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, no. Like, you know, that's a whole other fucking rabbit whole, hole. But yeah. I, it's it's a, yeah, it's it's something that. There should be an age thing. I, I'm, not, I'm not against it. I, I respect, you respect people. But when it comes to the kids, especially you having kids, Mike, there's an age. Like, I was talking to you about it. Like, they were, you know, your kid can't go in the fridge and have a beer. No. Yeah. Or like, or like, go get a tattoo. Yeah. But they can go at 12 years old and they didn't have to tell you if they got the vaccine or not. Yeah. That's wrong. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's, the, and that's not being anti anything. That's just common sense has gone out the window and people are okay with cancel culture. And one thing that I remember from my own studying and reading, media is conclusory. For example, I know I'm going all over the place, but it just, I just reminded, I remember this. I was watching the news last week, or any day, but I remember last week, Russia bombs Ukraine city. Russian bomb hits a Ukrainian city. 
they show a place. You don't know where it is. You don't know when it is. It could be Ukraine's bombing their own people who are pro-Russians in the Damascus region or that, that not Damascus, there's a, the Dunsk or whatever in the Crimea region. I met a, a girl, my, my friend was doing a, um, had a lunch meeting and the girl was from the pro-Russian area in Ukraine and she says, Armando, the Ukrainians cut off the water to us. It's the Russians giving us water and helping us. It's the Ukrainians bombing us. The Russians are helping us. There was a treaty from 2014 that was broken. So the Russians went in to help, and that's another thing. I don't know nothing, but based on the girl who has her dad there, they the Russians were helping the pro-Russian people living in, a, in, the, in the border of Ukraine. So my whole point, Mike, is when you see something on the in the news, and I learned that through the convoy, and we'll get into that, it's conclusory and it's tell a vision. They're telling you their vision. And there's one thing on the media, social media, I'll try to find it and send it to you. There was like one channel turns into 800 channels of scripted from all over the world. They're saying the same thing. Yep. Did you ever see that? No, I, I've never seen that, but I'll I've, send it. I've definitely mentioned it. I don't know if it was on here or somewhere, but it's, it's impossible for all these major channels across the world to say the same thing at the very same time play broken telephone see how far that works yeah right the the fifth person's fucking story is different right so like you said it's it's impossible for what right people are hearing and the biggest thing question everything question everything question ask questions it's not wrong like for example i know i'm going all over the place but you're you're reminding me of some beautiful things um, this guy one time, like I, I kind of mentioned to you, when the mask mandates were in three weeks, the mask mandates are over. You don't have to wear masks. And I, I was on my stories and I said something. And one guy who I used to play hockey with, just shut up and wear one. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I don't talk to him anymore because he, it's funny. These people delete you and stuff because they jab. It's because they're scared and insecure and then they run away. I'm like, but why would I wear one? What's the difference between now and three weeks? And that's where I'm afraid where common sense is removed from people and asking questions has been is, is that's bad. Why? They want to control the narrative. Yes. Right? And anything digital and anything electric is more to control people. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. At what moment did you think like you mentioned the the mandates were coming? Was that the moment where you're like, all right, I have to write rise up. This is this is yeah I, because did you think about the backlash before you did that whether their no. family work no because Mike art is art if you looked at all the like through the seventies Bob Marley was talking about you know the Buffalo Soldiers he talked about the when his people were from Africa they were moved to the you know the the, the Caribbeans and they were slaves for the white people the Vietnam War has its its story uh, has has their singers throughout history and monumental moments artist either a painter or singer has written about it it's art it's an expression of it's it's poetry so i had something to say and i look back at it now i have no fucking idea how i wrote that i don't know how to write songs they just come to me i i really don't know how i wrote it and that might be that might be my most poetic and meaningful song because if you think about it everything like, you know, we were flying over regions, but then they clipped our wings and seized them. They took, they didn't, you couldn't fly. Yeah. I was living life, but they clipped our wings now. And so going back to your questions, when I saw two weeks turned into a year, when I saw 
mandatory masks turned into mandatory masks. A full, you had to wear them. Uh, when I saw one shot turn into two, that was enough. And then it's just one year, then a year now. How could how could our politicians go on and for two years script that? And it's not even the people you vote for. It's the people who had power are the health officials that would not debate people who had a different opinion. Yeah. Like when they, I'm not anti anything, but when you're telling me Trudeau was at, you know, University of Ottawa yesterday saying he didn't force people to take the vaccine and they had a choice. Well, and misinformation is bad. Well, is it a misinformation when he was saying AstraZeneca was safe and effective and then they took it out? Yeah. Is that misinformation? But everything that guy says is, is I don't even, you know what? <laughs> when they use misinformation, misinformation and disinformation, yeah. I want to throw up my mouth just because I, he- I, all I hear is him saying it. I know. Right? But that guy's that guy deserves to be in prison or worse. Hopefully, but, we'll right. see with the new election going. You know, with what's going on, I'm hopeful for the next year. Uh, what happens? Like, I'm hopefully, you know, I believe in humanity, and and I believe there's enough good people, and we outnumber the people who are that are not doing good for humanity. But I hope like this next, year, like with that B C eleven, <laughs> that's that that kind of got pushed through, and uh, like you're gonna. They're gonna basically tell you what you can see and what you can say. That's not that's not the democracy anymore, man. No, that's communism. That's North Korea. Yeah. Not obvi- like not obviously as bad, but it's the beginnings. Yeah. And right? you know what kills me? People don't say shit. And there's guys like you and me that have something to say are trying to wake people up. But people are negotiating yeah. with their morals and standards. Yeah. I flip flop between having patience for these people. Sound like Trudeau right now for these people, right? <laughs> I like, I, and, you ha- Sherry. and you have to, right? Like, it's like, fuck, are you blind, right? Are you fucking blind? Where everything that they asked you to do didn't work, so now you're you're either battling with their pride or their guilt or their fear that what they took might actually give them a fucking. There's a attack. lot of people saying, "Oh shit!" Like, what you I know do? how many people? Sorry, Mike. Yeah. You know how many people I know personally, family members, their mothers and fathers not feeling well. Their blood sugars through the roof. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not making any claims. There's just a lot of people feel different after taking it. Oh, buddy, people are... They're not feeling well. People are, are way more sick than they've ever been Yes. Uh, post-2020. Yes. Right? That's just a fact. And I, and I think it's sad. I'm not one of these fucking psychos that are like, ah, fuck the vax people. They should no. fucking die. That's fu- You're me. fucked, right? But I I have a hard time with people who are... It's almost like they've attacked the same people with a reasonable mind or with common sense where it was like, wait a second, why can't that person work, but this person can, or Costco's open, small businesses closed. Yes. I could collect my paycheck as a cop, but father has to explain to his child why they now can not buy food, right? Right. So the common sense people who are like, wait a second, that's fucked, are the same people for the most part who are now like, wait a second, you want a biological boy to fucking play sports against my daughter. It's this, they they're fucking coming after the same people. It seems like, right. Whether it's coordinated or whatever, or maybe it's just like, I don't know. Common sense. People are just common sense people and people have their heads up their ass and it's hard to get it out. I know. Right. Those are great analogies. I, I sometimes still, and again, I respect all walks of life. When you see people with their masks in their car and they're alone, 
I just, I feel something. Unless they have a medical issue, like a condition or if they have someone at home. But when I see those, I feel sorry for them because yeah. they've been manipulated. And like, there's so many, there's the electromagnetic radiation around us that's more harmful than something that, I don't know what the percent, what the survival rate was. It was just, they can, the, the pyramid, the people at the top are not the strongest. The strongest are the people at the bottom. And then the, the only way they could control people is through media it's through the mind. It's all here. Because yeah, if you don't watch the mind, yeah, fear longer. If you don't watch the, if I don't watch the news, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, I watch it for the weather, the traffic. But buddy, not when you see it and when you're awake and when you you're aware, you can never not see it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. They've they kind of fucked up because now like, there's a lot. They didn't feel, they, they they didn't realize that the human spirit, what it could do and how strong it is. Oh yeah, they definitely miscalculated how many people would jump on board with the movement in Ottawa, the truckers, your song, people just speaking the fuck up. Like there's a reason why when I quit and I said, fuck you and a photo of me in uniform that people are like, Oh my God, I've been waiting for this. Right. Or your song. Oh my God, if this is how I feel, but I can't say anything. Right. Like you said, the people at the bottom, you are so fucking strong. And that's part of our biggest push with the non-negotiable is, you have no idea how powerful you are. You I was going to ask no you, that's idea. great. Bro, like people have no idea. I had no idea how impactful my thing would be when I left. I'm like, I had fucking like fucking 10 friends on Instagram. I'm exaggerating a little, like maybe fucking a couple hundred, but yeah. it, it wasn't like I'd been just overnight. I'd, I'd been screaming for fucking two years, Jen and I, both on both of our platforms. Guys, please, what they're telling you is a lie. Please stop and listen. I, I had bosses at my work who, who, who liked me a lot and they're like, Mike, they're gonna they're fucking watching you. You better stop. You better stop saying these things online. They're gonna fucking fire you. They're fucking watching you. I'm like, fuck them. I don't care. Right. Because but that but that was just in my small little circle, right? So Canada was desperate for people to stand the fuck up and say no. Right. So that's why when I quit, people were like, Oh my God, like like I'm no fucking I'm not special, man. I fucking I'm some tier two junior bum. Who fucking no. became a cop <laughs> in my fucking local police department, no, and that's buddy. it, man. But it, but people but, but people don't. Re Everyone's great. Everyone can do great things, but they don't realize it. They're afraid. People don't have a clue how powerful they are and how impactful they can be. But we're conditioned like that. And I realized from from an early age, Mike. Like, hi, miss, sir. Can I go to the bathroom? You have to ask permission. Yeah. Uh, we're we're structured. We're you know like. They get you young through the system. Look, this, it's not all bad, Mike. It's not all bad, but like, like you said, man, like for you to do that, like, did you, what was your catalyst or your tipping point for saying, fuck this? Like, when did you, when was that moment saying, I'm done, I can't do this anymore? When I had to test to go to work. So for us, I had to. Up the nose every day? Twice a week. So. If you weren't. Yeah, if you weren't, if you weren't vaxxed, so. This was like fucking two years in it. I can't even remember now. It's a fucking blur. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, we, we knew the truth. Like Jen worked in the hospital. She fucking saw firsthand the lies. And like, and, and if anyone's still fucking trying to fucking roll with those lies, you're a fucking piece of shit. And I don't say that lightly. I think anybody that works in a hospital or did through that time is still there. All the stats have come out. 
no one's fucking dropping dead who didn't get vaxxed. No one. The hospital numbers were what they were. They were not fucking overrun. They were they were overwhelmed because they had fucking let nurses go home because they were testing positive or they were near someone who was positive, right? So the they were overwhelmed because they didn't have enough fucking nurses. I know. Right? So we knew the truth fucking to our core. I knew from the fucking road as a cop because uh, during COVID, I was on the road as a fucking uniform cop at the beginning. And they're like, people are dying everywhere. I'm like, no, they're not. Not a fucking chance. No one's like... But what I was seeing, some other cops weren't seeing. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you blind? Right? But that's like the strength of fear. It can overpower some of the best cops I've ever worked with. Jen, some of the... She would say, she's like, there's nurses I worked with. I would trust them with my with our kids, Mike. But they fucking couldn't see that I there know. was RNs walking around the hospital taking with a fucking board, checking off who sanitized their hands. There were nurses making fucking 60 bucks an hour, not helping sick people they were walking around the hospital checking off who had fucking sanitized their are hands are you serious yeah man do you remember we had to wipe our fucking groceries i saw people a <laughs> uh, one time i think my mom or dad i'm like mom don't don't Dude. wipe your fucking groceries do you see how stupid and dizzy they had us but you know what's fucked at the beginning they're like everyone's gonna die i'll fucking straight up tell you i came home once and and fucking sanitized my like bananas with boiling hot water yeah you don't see right? how- but it lasted like two weeks yeah. And, it's, and I'm not doing this to make fun of people. No, My no. biggest thing is fear will fuck with your head. Anxiety will fuck with your head. I had the luxury of being a cop and Jenna had the luxury of being a nurse or maybe not, maybe the other way around. But we saw the truth as a couple. We're like, fuck, this is bullshit, right? So when I had to get back to why, like my moment, it was I'm going to work. And I'm the only one in my office who has to fucking swab my nose uh, or go to the pharmacist because it's funny. They didn't trust us to swab our own noses because they knew we fucking wouldn't do it. So probably good call. Like, yeah. like I, I wouldn't have fucking, I would have thrown them in the garbage. That's another question, the testing method. And oh. the guy, uh, Carrie, the the guy, I, I looked into that and it's like, that's another thing. That's another, that could be another podcast. Oh, buddy. But I would go to, the, I won't say the, the fucking... Yeah. Uh, the shoppers because she'll probably get fired but the pharmacist who was who was doing it for me it was always the same lady lovely lady um she questions moving here for my ran based on what our country was going through at that moment so that's like that's fucking end of 2021 before i quit right and that's when i was like i'm like fuck i can't do this anymore but she told me a fucking female pharmacist living in canada Coming in, from in that, the West, de- democracy, freedom, regrets, and was questioning. Sorry, it wasn't regrets. She questions moving to Canada wow, from, from my fucking Iran. Iran. Yeah, man. But the, like, wow. we, had, we had like, like I told her, I'm like, I can't, I shouldn't be fucking doing this. Like, and fucking. Then that was, and you, yeah. yeah. But I remember just showing up to my office. I'm like, and, and again, Jenna, didn't feel right, right, Mike? Oh, buddy, it was your fucking, intuition. Yeah, it felt so wrong, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Would I have done something differently if Jen and I weren't real estate agents? I can't say. I don't know. Maybe I. I don't. I. I can't tell you. I honestly don't know. See, but I, that's but I know, honest. But I know that we didn't have to. I, I remember sitting on the couches upstairs. I'm like, babe, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, I fucking can't. I got I, I gotta walk away. I'm like, we got this. I got you know some prayer and fucking all this stuff. Non-negotiable, man. Yeah, I you knew. I knew we'd be fine. Yeah, that's wow, Mike. Thank you for that. So you know what David Ike calls you guys and us renegade minds because we never renegade minds will not like put on a mask no i only put it on 
if I was going to see an elderly person or someone who was ill, you know. And I'm not going to lie. When I saw the kids being arrested in, in Alberta for fucking playing ho- pond hockey, Funny. that those two girls like that, that that yeah. where that's when I saw like this is this is not right. They will push their agenda under the disguise of health or under the disguise of something. And it, it looks like people will be willing it. But it's all in here, man. Yeah. And they're doing it again with the LGBTQ. Well, right. before we get into that, I just wanted to say, Mike, once COVID was over, then the bombing started with a, a Russia and Ukraine. Do you see how something extravagant has to happen to make people forget what yeah. just happened? Got to refocus. And after once the once the Ukraine and Russia is going to stop, something else will happen. Hot. Oh, buddy, it's you're right. It's events, man. It's yeah. fucked. It's it is completely fucked. You know what I want to hear about though. Hmm. So you're right. Rise up. That goes wild all over the charts. I love it. You're singing in the city at the the protests, and then you get to go to Ottawa. Yeah. So I'll how tell was you Ottawa, about that. dude? It was awesome. So before I went to Ottawa, I was doing filling out these little, you know, these. I, w- I went to these. Um, I wouldn't call them protests. These I'd call them. What do you call them? Like gatherings. It's just like-minded people who had something to say and. Um, so I was going to these gatherings, the ones at, uh, you know, City Freedom Hall. March, actually. Yeah, the Freedom, Freedom March. March. Yeah. You know, and then you get these people, Freedom, D-U-M-B. Like, they're just, and they're the ones who are, like, probably triple vaxxed and still wearing their masks and, you know, while eating McDonald's. <laughs> but, so, it was, it, it kind of like, when I started doing the little ones, and then I knew that the, that people were going to Ottawa, it was like, it's kind of like exciting and at the same time because that's the first time where like for two years people were getting suppressed by friends family bro we couldn't see anyone go anywhere and for the first time these truckers said i'm gonna do something about it and i'm gonna go and it's i'll tell you man when i got there i went three of the four weekends when i was there and i heard my song playing i go hey that's my song it's me. And then, and then they got me on the door. Oh, that's you. He's like, hold on. So you have to go. And then when I played it the first week and it was, I'm telling you, man, walking through the streets. And that's the first and last time I tell people you'll ever feel Canada because it was the total opposite of what was being portrayed on the media. I'm telling you, there was pe- the cops were hugging people. Cop People were in tears. Like it was, we were, it was peaceful. Yeah. It was peaceful. And it was a big fucking dance party. Yeah. And I, I was I couldn't perform. So when I got on the first time and I sang Rise Up, and then I would go for the weekend. I would come back. I'm like, fuck, this sucks. I would go again. And we there was there were the homeless would be fed, things would be shoveled. Look, when you get those many people, are you gonna have some idiots? Yes. For sure. But it was not like what there was kids with bouncy castles, there's guys playing street hockey, the homeless were being fed. It was a dance party. No one was breaking or vandalizing anything. Yeah, okay, the honking, if you're in a city, I could see, yeah, but like, how do you outweigh the honking and people saying occupation? It was one road and the main road, but at the same time, the convoy, the people were in touch with the police, and they always had routes to like, you can never block or clog the city. Yeah. No, everything that was portrayed on the news was... Complete fucking garbage. All my buddies who were there, like cop buddies who were there, yeah. were giving me like live updates all day, every day, right? Because they knew that I would tell people, right? Yeah. So they wanted me to tell people what the fucking real deal was. And there was off-duty, co- there was police officers 
firemen, oh, fuck lawyers, yeah. doctors. There were so many people who were from born in Ukraine or born in Venezuela or born came from communist countries. They were there more than us. Oh, oh, buddy, the, what was portrayed? Like- the Serbians, the everyone, they were all there peacefully. Yeah, they're like, I came from a communist country. I don't want another one. Yeah, my pharmacist was probably there. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's e- it's such an easy out, and and ba- if if you actually look back at all the, so you go BLM protests before that, I can't remember, but so you got BLM, then you got uh, the mandates, now you got the trans stuff. They will always just say you're bigots, you're racist, you're this, but when you look closely at all of these fucking times. It's heavily like the most heavily involved people I find are mothers. Number one, <laughs> fucking moms don't screw the have moms. no time for this shit. No, they don't give a fuck, and they have. It's funny they have more balls. I know than the dads a lot of the time. I know, right? So, but what it's easy to portray everyone is just a bunch of racist misogynists, right? Right, aka white dudes. It's yeah, ju- it's just a simple media-driven, politically-driven, Trudeau-driven fucking garbage but it gets a lot of the people who were born pre or not born who live pre social media yeah right like i don't you're right i don't watch the news i watch sports not as much anymore because they've gone a little bit too fucking woke for me right i still watch a bunch but i, I but I, they said that that stuff the guys like this is hockey and like even you've seen with the budweiser and the hockey stuff like they don't want to wear it and and, and they, we should respect it like if i don't want to wear something that has a bird on it yeah. For example, I don't want to wear that. You're racist to birds. Yeah, right? Yeah. But you know what's funny? My brother doesn't want to wear a rainbow. He's gay. My, I'm telling you, I know a lot of gay people. A lot of gay people reach out to me. And they're against this they are against over-grooming. Not, what would you call it? Oh, like, like fucking... It's an aggressive push to either groom. Agenda? And if, and if it isn't to groom, it's confusing our kids. It's taking away the innocence of our children. It's taking away the pureness of our children. Right, like my daughter came home from from school last year, and again this year uh, during Black History Month. And until Riley went to public school, she never saw color in humans. We had a nanny when Jen was nursing, and I was a police mm-hmm. officer, like on our night. So we had a nanny live with us, Jesse, very dark skinned Filipino. My kids never once asked us why she looked different than us, ever zero. They've met our black friends, our friends who are whatever. They've never seen a difference in anyone until they went to school. That's just the beginning. Like, I think school is important for socializing. You get the odd good teacher. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say the odd good teacher. There are a lot of good teachers, but there's too many that are rogue and are pushing a bunch of wild shit that they don't know what they're talking about. And they don't ask questions or are afraid to ask. Yeah. And you're right. And I know a lot of smart people that... Don't have common sense. I can't have a conversation with them because yeah. it's dismissive and it's like, oh, you're one of the like. They automatically put you on it, but like, dude, let's talk about it. But they don't want to because they know it's uncomfortable for them. Yeah, these car- conversations definitely are uncomfortable, and I don't love having them all the time. But they've left me with no choice now because I feel like they're coming after my fucking kids, and it's that's sorry, my fucking yeah. line in the sand was like your hat, yeah, buddy. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Is that lo- is that non negotiable too? Line yeah. in the sand is our. It's coming soon. It's our C twenty one hat. That's like that's like probably the army, and that's like the fucking yeah. Navy SEALs yeah. brand. It's our C twenty one hat. I like it. It's coming, right? It, but that's another thing, right? They make they make people believe hunters and all these people are like criminals, law abiding right? citizens. Right? Absolutely right? not. They they 
try to turn society against each other and try to make people that are gay or lesbian or bi feel like people who aren't are against them where it's no i i just don't want dudes in dresses reading books to my fucking kids if you're a dude in a dress and you want to wear or wear sorry if you're a dude in a dress and want to do that in front of children and read books to children well doing that you're a fucking sick weirdo and if you're not a predator i think you're a fucking sick person because you're confusing them and parents that bring kids there they're, they probably think they're doing a good thing and like it's fucking inclusive and this and that it's like no you are there's going to be young kids that are going to be regretting not doing even the regretting there that's yeah that part too but there are going to be kids that are going to be molested and raped because of this there are going to be pedophiles that take advantage of this movement some th- may be doing it for good they think it's a good thing and the kids should be learning all this shit and culture even when they're fucking six years old which is it's more confusing but predators are going to 100 percent infiltrate that movement and they're going to harm kids it's that simple you can't predators are fucking disgusting humans they fucking rape kids you think they care about any of this they're going to take advantage of it they're going to go into washrooms they're going to pretend they're they're trans they're going to fucking pretend they're a drag queen they're going to pretend all these fucking things because some people think it's a beautiful thing when all i see is just fucking kids being confused and taking and people taking advantage of that 100 percent. and that's why nearly every single gay person i know both lesbian uh and obviously uh gay men are against this they're that's fucking big mike this. see you don't hear that because they can't like i was telling you off mic the fucking uh lesbian couple came over here um obviously won't say your name but black lesbian cannot or is afraid to say something in today's day and age that's fucking scary that's when you know like that's like wow. we're fucking treading on communism like how the fuck does a black lesbian in 2023 feel she can't speak her mind about something that is part of her community. Like, I'm fucking not kidding, dude. Mike, right? you just reminded me of something. That's crazy. I was at Starbucks, and uh, I ordered a black coffee. She didn't say black to me back. She said something because it, she kind of kept it binary. She said dark, or she's like, oh, so you want a coffee with milk and sugar? I go, no, I'll have a black. And she said it in a way, I don't know, she said it in a way that I it would be black, but she didn't say black to me to be like politically correct or something yeah and it's like it's gone mad dude like it's gone going mad. back to like okay like they're saying you know streets and stuff yeah i'm sure those guys weren't good and history was written by the winners but like you know winston churchill here was very bad fine but like look what they did with ryerson okay aunt jemima you're going after pepe Le Pew. like uh, when does it stop the fucking national anthem yeah i still sing it the same way fuck that yeah, man. What our, the our, hell, the man? men that went to war. That's all. That's that's all that was about. Yeah, all thy sons. Right? Yeah, command. But it, you're right. When does it end? I'm not sure, but I feel like it's like Florida's drawing the line in the sand. Fucking right. There. They're bringing the death penalty for people who are convicted rapists. Yeah. And um, the thing, uh, there's a law of like you can't. Uh, there was something else. I'll, I'll think about it. I think it's if you target target children under a certain age. In a sexual way, I think it's a death penalty, isn't it? Is that what it was? If you're convicted of molestation or raping a child, yeah, it's. Yeah. I gotta look it up, but it, like they, they passed it into legislation. Yeah. And I and I wonder. Well, can it will never happen in Canada because our 
just as some years. If the people in the U.S. think theirs is bad, well, fuck, come north. It's fucking brutal here. It's but who's it's, worse, their guy or our guy? Or are they just the same? It's tied. Like I, I think they're both being. I think they're both puppets. One's senile, so you know one's he's, being, he's fucking yeah. guy shits himself, and and Trudeau is just a fucking. He's obviously got his wits about him more than Biden, but I think they're both equally evil, right? One doesn't know. I think one is easily controlled, right? But Trudeau's controlled as well. Like their their playbook's the same. One's senile, one's not. How does he get away with it? How is he so immune? Trudeau, in your opinion, buddy, I think it's it it goes right. Anyone who holds power in our curtain system, system in government rigged. is untouchable. Like the courts will never go against that. No, they're, buddy, they're too, like, well, in we all. We saw it with the convoy thing. That's a joke. Oh, yeah. His, what was his, his, like, aunt's fucking husband was the judge or something? Yeah. Like, it's, it's fucking, but it's, it's everywhere. If you are in power, they take care of each other. That's the best way I could put it is politicians and people in higher power within doesn't matter police departments fire departments hospitals they take care of each other because if they don't if one goes after another then now their dirty laundry is now a target yes right like so they have stuff dude i've seen coppers who are like the peon level coppers fucking on the road lower level non-white shirts get done up for the dumbest shit (laughs) dumbest shit and i'm talking lose weeks pay like hundreds of hours of pay which is a big punishment rank lose rank and then you have white shirts do fucked up shit man not a fucking thing happens and their names are left out of the the hearing reports like if they have two wobbly pops and they're yeah they're fucking untouchable so in my own experience of like corruption within the system that trudeau's so fucking like like dude he paid off like a fucking 14 year old girl out of buffalo right hush money right but yet he's criticizing trump right you think he's gonna be elected trump I fucking hope so. I hope so, man. Think about it. If you're anti-Trump or you're pro-Trump, I'm pro-Trump. I'm pro-Trump because whatever comes out of his mouth <laughs> is his. Sometimes you know I'm what like, you're getting. Exactly. Sometimes I'm like, fuck, man, you could have said that a yeah, different way. I know. And I'm the same. Sometimes I say shit and Jen looks at me. She's like, yeah. like you're fucked. And I'm like, well, it's the truth, right? Yeah. But it's, it's how you say it sometimes. But I'll take somebody who tells the truth, even if I don't like it, a hundred times over the person who fucking thinks manipulates. Okay, all right, okay. How do I say this? How does this come out without offending Group A, Group C, the fucking alphabet group, the fucking like Justin this Castro, group, right? Exactly, exactly, right. So, you, just say <laughs> what the fuck you want to say, and then let the cards fucking fall. That's just that's my stance. But he, he's untouchable, man. He's fucking untouchable. So we have another year of him. At least I think twenty. Oh. Fuck, I can't remember. I know. Now. Too long. Too long. Were you ever? I know I'm going off of course here, but no, I want to touch base with you. Like, did you ever? Were you able to make it to one of the one of the three weeks up in Ottawa? I no. know we kind of touched no, base. No, we it. talked upstairs. Um, Jen and I drove there the third uh, weekend, right? That when the hell? Yeah. So, the, so when the weekend, the weekend that went to hell, you messaged me. I think I was there. Buddy, I'm like, I was, it's fine. I, I was messaging all everybody I'd never met before. Yeah. I'd met you down in Toronto, but like I, all the people I was looking forward to meeting, I was yeah. supposed to talk on the stage. Yeah, because media was saying something, and like it's not that bad up here. Yeah, buddy, I was, I was. We were trying to get there, and we ended up at the edge of the city at a fucking checkpoint. So when you got to describe this, you feel like I'm in See, fucking Germany. Canada, yeah, checkpoint. But I feel like I was in like North Korea trying to escape to China. Like, That's fucking, terrible, man. Yeah, man. I, and having done what I've done for a living and knowing how 
It works. Just just knowing the system. Yeah. How 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 do we stop people from getting from A to B? So I go to the checkpoint. The guy recognizes me right away because I fucking go insta famous and fucking tell them to fuck off and what. You give him your ID. But they had to. So when you get pulled over, so you already you get know. Over, right? Here's my fucking license. What right? did and tell if you? I, and he... if I don't, you're gonna get arrested, right? For what? Obstruct. But what you didn't fail to identify oh, all, all the stuff, is right? That a, is that obstruction? Yeah, if you well, if you fail to identify, that's just a uh, fucking highway traffic tech charge. So if you if you get stopped and you don't give your ID, you're getting arrested for failing to identify. Even if you don't, if you don't give me a good enough reason, just be, what happens matter. if you're, you're carding me? So in, in this. That carding, that's fucking such an old other thing. If you're driving a car yeah. and, and you get stopped, you have to give your ID. You have to? Ha- yeah, have to, because you're driving a car. You have to prove that you're licensed. Oh, right? so, so failure to do that is... is a fa- yeah, they can, they can arrest you. It's just like the... the they char- could arrest you for the, that? Like, yeah, the charge isn't bad. It's just failing to identify. But, okay. it's, but in that moment, their goal is they don't want anybody getting to the cop. Right. Right? And so now, what did, what did, sorry, what did he threaten you with? Obstruction? So now, no. So now I know, no, I, 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 it wasn't obstruction. It was actually, uh, I fucked that up. It was actually mischief. But he stops us. He, <laughs> exactly. Fucking, it's just a fucking catch all charge because of the Emergencies Act. So at this point, I know that they have more power than they've ever should have had for this situation. Scary shit. He knows who I am. I'm at a fucking checkpoint. There's fucking helicopters above our head. And you're being reasonable with the guy. Oh yeah. He, and he knew who I was and now yeah. I know he knows who I am. And I'm like, yeah. buddy, I'm like, I'm just going to fucking cause I think this is wrong. If anything happens between the police and the protesters, there, I, I can help calm it down. People know who I am as an ex cop. Yeah. I think I can fucking keep shit and, right. and shit wasn't violent yet anyways. No, right? it was never violent. Well, it was never violent from us. Exactly. Us. Yes. And I say that as a fucking civilian. Yes. But he didn't, he fucking meant business, man. His Sergeant walked up. He's like, if the sergeant came up. Yeah, the sergeant came up. He's like, if we see you at one more checkpoint, you will be arrested for mischief. Yeah, because you failed to. Uh, he told you to leave Based under the emergencies act. Jesus, or some fucking made man. up fucking kangaroo tr- court charge. But so what did you do after that? Did you try to go? I, it was, well, Jen and I, we we drove around for a second. I thought I'm like, fuck. I'm like, we're they, going. No, I'm like, we're going. Fuck them. We're going. So we continue towards the next checkpoint, and now I'm seeing fucking, they've got fucking undercovers everywhere. You saw it? Oh, dude, I picked them off in yeah. two seconds. I used to teach that shit. So at that point, I'm like, fuck. They've aired my name. So they've aired my name to all the other cars. And they know how you look right? like. They know who I am. They know what I'm driving. There's you're fucking helicopters. Wrong. There's this fucking, there's cars, dude. There's, but they're driving everywhere. Like, I've done surveillance. I, I, it was, but that's when I'm like, fuck. If we go to another one, babe, I'm getting arrested. And I don't fucking know if they're going to make an example of me or or what. So I'm like, fuck, I think, like, just as parents, I'm like, I think I've got to go home. Yeah, like, and, and you didn't want to. I know, like. Oh, but we drove to fucking Ottawa. I know. So, Jeff, did you turn around and go So we back? fucking, we drove out. <laughs> this is the worst part. We, we left. We were about to drive home. I'm like, fuck this. I'm like, babe, let's at least grab a hotel. Have a fucking, we'll just chill. It's we've already been driving for like five hours. Yeah, like it's fucking stupid to drive home tonight. Yeah, so grab a hotel. Like well, on the outskirts. On the outskirts. Well, aren't we in a fucking hotel filled with OPP officers? Get out of Not here! Not kidding. Not kidding. Did they? Did you get recognized? No, there I did. We just went right to our room. I we, I only saw them at breakfast the next morning. But we're, did you say anything to anyone? No, I was at this point. I was in such a foul mood. But we went to our hotel room and. We're in the hotel room, and now we're watching fucking that old lady get run over by a horse. Like, shit's gotten, shit had gone sideways. So, it's almost a blessing that we didn't end up there, because if I would have seen Jen attacked by a cop, 
horse pepper sprayed or run over by a horse buddy I, I honestly black. I don't fucking know what I would have done I, I think know. I would have gone fucking insane I know it's like it's like when I was like dude you fucking well, I, I would have got violent it's just that's my wife that's it it's that I, simple so it's almost a good thing I didn't get there but yeah man the next morning I saw these cops I'm like fuck you guys and that was like it was such a low moment in my life where I'm like I fucking yeah. wore that uniform man like what the fuck you yeah, guys do like traders it felt like they trade it's yeah. not they're not repping it properly and I know people are there they're there for the OT fuck you I don't, I, I don't think that's a good enough reason I think it there had to be a point where like your allegiance right for you the just, you just gotta think like you work for the fucking people and, and they weren't and before and this is this is how I know that what happened in Ottawa and the violence quote unquote was from the police and like they had it, fucking snipers on top of roofs oh yeah. there was no violence I I can understand being prepared okay for violence but, but why are you fucking looking, that's, man? That's that 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 doesn't bother that that would definitely bother a civilian because it's it looks right. It's like how there's a point where we couldn't put a bunch of things on our tactical right. vest on oh, the road because okay. it would intimidate the public or whatever. Right, 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 right. Right. So I can see how that's intimidating. Maybe necessary just, just in, in case, case. Just in case. But before I went to Ottawa, before Jen and I went to Ottawa, I had three different cops from fucking units, like fucking these weren't little people. These were fucking big time coppers that refused to call out to go. And they said, Mike, do not go this weekend. It is going to be bad. So they, dude, I was told by cops, what the fuck, without knowing what the fucking plan was, these were people who care about me, care about my wife, telling me not to go. Because they knew. Dude, they knew that was coming. It was going to be instigated in some way or another by the cops or by people within the groups. A hundred, I have zero. Wow. Zero fucking question. I was told. I was fucking told by three different cops from three different police departments in units that, that run these fucking sort of things. Right? And you still went. Fuck yeah, I did. Wow, man. Now having gotten that close and then seen what happened, I am, I am thankful well, knowing who I am yeah, and what I would do that's if me. I saw Jen get hurt. Well, see, Mike, that's what I kind of told you off camera. I was there. I was never there to caution i was this there um i sang a few times i never was at the front lines because i just i wasn't those guys yelling at the car i was there i was just taking it in and what really got me man when you saw the xrx military and how fucking beautiful like when they put those gates around them he goes he goes these ex-veterans took the gate and says you're not putting fucking gates around my brother's grave on on, on people hey, you didn't wear this uniform they took it down and the media spun it. And, and when I saw these guys, this crypt, like this veteran who is disabled getting slammed, I actually have a video. He, 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 I interviewed him after and he's like, man, he's like, I had my hand up. They got me and they fucking, he's like, I'm my shoulder's still fucked. He's like, I'm disabled. When they threw our men, in, how, when they're throwing military guys who are not fighting, they're going like this and they're grabbing them and there's three or four. And you see, you saw the videos. Oh, buddy. How can... Like then you wonder how the Nazis the when you say how could the Nazi have done that? When you're put in a position of power and you're like kind of a robot or told what to do, like our veterans, man, if our ret when I saw that bro, I had tears in my eyes and me being the hockey player I am, I had to go back to the hotel. Go, this is not right. Like I was sad and yeah, I was angry, but I was more hurt because I'm like 
I can't like get arrested like this. Like I promised my mom, I, I'm not. I'm gonna yeah. stay. I went there for the right reasons, not to cause shit. I yeah. went there just to be part of history. And I'll tell you, it's the first and last time you ever feel Canada. And it was one big fucking party, and that did something. Though those people that were there, they're saying, "No, it did something." Then you saw what happened on Alberta. They did something, man, and they Buddy, can't be forgotten. It unified the country, man. I can't. Someone's got to write a book. I wasn't there. I'm sure some. I'm sure so. Yeah, fucking movie. How fucking. But it, it unified the country, and people who who think otherwise probably just watch fucking CBC. Yeah. Or they just don't know. There's so many people that are just uninformed. I never watch CNN again. Right? Too CNN. Oh, I never watched that. CBC. Yeah. That's another thing, bro. Yeah. But no. uh, man, I'm happy everything went okay with you. But then, dude, I was just. Uh, it was a big piece of that's a moment in time that's gonna go that's gonna be like we're gonna talk about that like one day like i want to say like i was there dude you're part of the soundtrack bro i can't believe it bro <laughs> they and that's why i'll get to like when i went to kid carson's event where i saw you with the stuff and then i we met sarah swain yeah yeah man uh, shuts out to sarah swain yeah we're gonna be going to uh that was M Y M M Y M yeah yeah man in uh upper i'm gonna fucking kenanaskis we'll be there in september and uh she knew who i was and she was like like i can't see i write the song and it's out i just don't know where it goes who hears yeah. it it's pretty it was pretty cool man it's the soundtrack i'll use that buddy you're the soundtrack of the <laughs> fucking dude it, it's so impactful i fucking love it i can't wait to go to uh out west this September. I know. It's going to be sick. You'll be my backup singer. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I just butchered the shit out of that. Can you sing a bit, oh, Mike? Fuck no. 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 The family, when the family's on a road trip, we get going with some country music. But Yeah? Yeah. I'll have, I'll have rodeo by then. Buddy. That's, that's what's called rodeo. Yeah. And it's coming out when? I'm just... So you heard the demo. I got to... Work on a few things on the back end. I like to line up a few things. Like I, when I put out a song, I like to, you know, I like to have certain assets and things in order so it gives it the right yeah. boost. So I'm just working on finalizing some of the back end stuff and positioning it so it could be either a part of the stampede. That's why I wrote it for, or um, maybe part of there's a whiskey out there too that's a sponsor. And I just I want to perform it out there that and rise up during the stampede, but it's fucking coming up quick, so I have to get going on. I have so many new songs, man. That's in July, right? The July like six to yeah, I gotta get going on that. Like I can't believe is it me, Mike, or is it also? Do you feel the same as the older you get, time fucking flies? Like I remember when I was a kid, time was slower. April went like this. Yeah, like time's precious now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's time's flying it's just i'm excited for the future but i just we gotta i think we're chosen ones people like you and i like we're we have to constantly i think people look up to us and you don't even know it sometimes and you're doing it not to be cool but it's it's yeah. like it's a part of you that you have to like almost your duty it's like man i gotta this is my stance this is my line in the sand and this is what i'm saying and hopefully the third or fourth time someone will understand say hey you know what me maybe i should fucking ask a question and say hey why, why are you doing this why why is this book in school maybe someone who sees this a dad or a mom says oh let me go to my kid's library and then it's it's something that is organic and healthy and it's not like what they what they've done to us yeah oh yeah no I, organic is such a key word i think like i no one we're all different i think we need to embrace our differences yeah. right but you're right i i think 
I think they've chosen the wrong battles moving forward. I think our kids, the the kids missing out on school, missing out on sports, being forced to be vaccinated to play sports, all the things that happened to our kids was bad. It was tragic. It was sad. Some kids died. Fucking, like, you can't hide from that. But this next fight coming, like, to to groom and sexualize and That's take away the and if you're innocence take yeah away whatever innocence. way yeah whatever way your view is if you want to if you want to fucking read these books to your own kids feel like i don't know man do you do you man i've been in a, around enough tragic family situations as a cop i can't save every fucking kid i wish i could i can't i just know that my children you will stay the fuck away from and i think the what they've chosen to either distract us or Maybe this is like maybe this is an or, an organic fucked up way for society and parents to be like, wait a second, you finally reached our line. Like you read, you fucking reached mine a while ago. Yeah. See, <laughs> when you say they, who do you think they are, Mike? I think it's the richest people on earth, who are sick humans. I think they have sexual attractions to kids. I think that there's there's the, a company too because there's that lawyer sorry from germany who's exposed them there's like i, I don't want to mention the names no. or i can't i don't give a shit there's like the black rock the vanguards Buddy. they they're everything's in a lcc and they yeah. have you know yeah i i don't that's the biggest part why i don't think the whole kid thing is is just a distraction because you got epstein island right you got no a guy one, they got the a log, guy who the, the, quote unquote hung himself in yeah. prison the guy was killed cameras didn't work right yeah. guards fall asleep you, exactly so you got an island where the richest most powerful people on the planet went and sexually assaulted young kids right whatever their ages were they were young right they're trying to normalize sexualizing our kids i i honestly believe it that's that's my only thing i can come back to is why Dude, like, what the? When in the world would you have thought that men in dresses would be normal thing reading books to kids? We don't have like women hockey players begging to read to kids. We don't have women anything begging to read to kids outside of school who aren't teachers. But now we have men in dresses that want to read to kids. Are they Scottish? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Well, fuck. That would be. That would still be weird, though. Do you know what I mean? Hey, no, it's, they don't. Work. You know what? It's just it, the whole like too is like holy shit. The whole like everyone attacks the whole like the gender norms and this that and the other. I remember talking to my buddy who's got two sons only, and he told me straight up. He's like, rapper, my sons will never babysit because boys don't fucking babysit, right? And I didn't have kids at that point, but now I do. And he's bang on. Boys do not babysit because your risk of having your kids sexually abused yes. goes up 100%. No matter who it is. Buddy, girls, so, some have. They're usually tied to like the Paul Bernardos and the sick people, but men typically are the ones who are the offenders. They beat their wives. And it's a close friend too. It's people buddy, usually you know. Buddy, all that shit. So if men or, or boys who want to babysit sit are going to be offended by that fuck comment, I don't give a shit how you feel because I want to protect my children. And anyone who has access to my children, I need to know who you are, what you talk about, fucking what's your agenda, right? If, if you want to fucking push weird shit on children, then you don't fucking have access to my kids. My son doesn't know why I'm not a cop anymore. My son doesn't know why Jen's not a nurse anymore. So you're not my son doesn't that. know any of this shit. Right. Because they shouldn't. They're fucking, right. they're fucking the innocent. kids, yeah. 
innocent. Right? Uh, like, that's a big word. But it's been f- it's being robbed, man. They want to teach him. Fucking, I agree with you, Mike. They want to teach him weird shit. And if if that makes me a bigot, if that makes me a this, no, if that makes no. me that, whatever, man. Call me, uh, whatever. Call me whatever. Let's have, come and have a conversation. Bring them out. Yeah. I love someone with the opposite views of us. Let's cut talk. We're not like we we're, we're not. I would take the doctor or someone, the cop, who's willing to lose it all more than someone who's paid in a position or has a, a, an invested interest like someone who's like a like Fauci or his his wife yeah or people like you know there was people who were paid who who had who were in the American Senate or or justice system that were invested in these pharmaceutical companies how is that not a conflict of interest Mike I'm willing to take the advice or hear the person who's willing to lose it all than a company like Pfizer, for example, that has millions and has paid out millions and millions in uh, on lawsuits. Uh, oh, like they're the most. They've had the biggest fine ever. Yeah. In pre like pre COVID. Yeah. Like the biggest like fines in history. Yeah. Right. No, I and I will I will listen to anybody who goes against the grain. Yeah. Who says something that might make you feel uncomfortable? Yeah. I'll at least hear them and be like, okay, hold on, let me take that in. Yeah. Right? Someone who regurgitates shit that I hear on the news yeah. or that I hear 12 other people say, yeah. you're, you're 12 people saying the same thing. No one yeah. talks like me. Right. It's me. Yeah. No, like, no one talks like Jen. No one talks I like you. I, I love the authentic person. Dude, I, I crave. It's funny. I have a buddy, Craiger. He used to call me just to fuck with me because I hated taking phone calls. I would only text. Since COVID, I crave speaking to people yes not texting fucking interacting with people talking to them on the phone because what they did to me maybe it even helped me i don't fucking know but no man the authentic human is is rare i know it's in all it's in everyone you're just all afraid to come out i know you know what i mean it's like all the boys who are artistic they might be afraid to do fucking fucking what's that like the all the fucking shows in high school or whatever oh like the, the choir the choir or, or, plays. or whatever right yeah like but i did it because i followed my if it was me yeah but that's a rare quality to be like fucking that's what i'm doing i know right how many fucking athletes were in the fucking arts class or with not like, too right? many man and it's sad right i hope that i, and I do hope that changes and like i'm not to say there's no bullying that goes on I but I, I do think that fuck man I, I, sorry, Mike. You made me think of something. Did I tell you about the airport ticket I got? Are we still, we still have time? <laughs> we have five, time. Yeah, I got the airport ticket, and I still. So, did I tell you about that? I got two things to talk about. The airport ticket. So, we'll briefly touch upon Chris Sky, just for a second. <laughs> I have my opinion on him. There was a lot of good that came from him, and I, because I saw him not, you know, do the test and stuff. Yep. I was. I went to New York. I, uh, this was in 2021, you had a 72 hour requirement. So you had to take the test to fly within 72 hours. You could come back to Canada before retesting. So I went to New York. The next day I came back. I was within the 72 hours. I'm at the airport. I was chosen to do random testing. Me as a Canadian, all you need is a Canadian passport. You can't not, you cannot not be accepted into Canada. Yeah. yeah. So the guy the the guy in the red vest, oh, there's always one a day. I'm like, yeah, I'm that fucking one a day. Let's go. I go, I'm not doing it. He's like, okay, you have to come with me. He brings me to two cops. 
Uh, officer doesn't want to test. So they kind of surround, surround me, but not in a bad way. They go like this, and they go, yeah. He's like, just, just take it. I go, yeah, just, why don't I put it in my ass? Like they did in China. Why don't they put it in my fucking ass? I go, look, I met the 72-hour requirements. I don't have to do it. He's like, yeah, but then you got to get there. You got to. They didn't give you the fine. He takes me to another red vest, and I recorded it. And because I didn't take a test, they put a fucking green sticker on my passport saying I was vaccinated. The green sticker is vaccinated. The, the, the pink one is not. So because I resisted, I got a $6,000 ticket. And then I had the thing that said green, that I was okay to go. But because I didn't obey, I just had to. It's not the point, Mike. I just didn't want that in my nose. It's invasive. Yeah, even if it's not so invasive, I did not feel as a Canadian. I stuck up for what is right. That ticket still comes to me because I thought I took 30 days I thought I, I appealed it. I it didn't appeal. Oh, you didn't pick the option three right I away. I did. I did do it. I. I. I but I. I don't know what happened. It, so what happened is now I've been convicted. Oh fuck! And then now, City Mississauga sends me something, and they keep sending letters. So I had to like reopen the case and stuff. And then they go. They try to scare you. Oh, you can't get your license, or we're we'll garnish your wages. They do everything to scare you. But it's been two years. So I'm just waiting to get like another thing. So going back to why I said Chris Sky, Chris Sky says you can wipe your ass and throw it. No, it'll come. So my 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 experience with Chris Sky, I called him a few times, and I got some good advice from him. The last time I called him, because I was about voting when we were going PC, this, that, he's talked to me, and he goes, and he says something like, you're a fucking idiot. You didn't hear nothing I said, and he hung up on me. And this is the guy who they're, they're going to want to go be mayor. He's not going to be mayor. No, I know. He has, doesn't have the patience. No. And he's fucking ignorant. He does a lot for good, good for people. But you hung up, you hang up, you hung up the phone on me when I was trying to ask a question. And I don't think he's the right guy for it. He did a lot of good for people. I don't care, Mike. If you want to edit it? You can edit it. No, but this is he, he's he was. Whatever you want on your he, There was a lot of good that he did that information, <laughs> yeah. but he did it in a way that people took him as a joke. That's it. He wasn't a gentleman about it. If he was more of a gentleman, he very powerful. Yeah. And hanging up on me, not that I'm someone important, but he knew who I was. He knew kind of what I meant a little bit to the movement. I asked him a question. Okay, so if you're going to vote, who are you going to vote for? And then this fucking guy is going to go be the mayor when he says don't trust politicians. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's, that's the beginning of becoming a politician, right? No, that guy. Sorry, I opened that can of words, no, but no. I thought it's important to be known. Like I called the guy, got great advice. When I asked him a bit, I said, who are you voting for? Because if you go PPC, you know, is that taken away from the conservatives? And then he belittled me and then he hung up on me. And then there was a backyard uh, party, uh, a barbecue, one of those summers. He called the mom an idiot while he doesn't have kids. Oh, fuck. And it's like. No, that guy's a bit out of control. He makes good points. Yeah. But half the time he's not wearing a fucking shirt. Yeah. Right? Like. <laughs> If you if people are gonna take you seriously, yeah, you gotta wear a fucking shirt, right? And you can't be like I I appreciated a lot of it, but then at the same time, the ignorance. When, yeah, it was more like when you when you bring like fifty people to a gym and run, you run around without like you basically force your way into a gym to to make a point. Well, there's fucking kids there who are who are making like twelve bucks an hour. I know minimum wage. It's not who, them who are kids. Right, you don't. There's a fucking way to do it. Yeah, he helped. He helped in ways. I think he hurt a lot in ways. I think he fucking really damaged people's People, perception. Like you, yeah, right. Like I ain't fucking you. 
right? You're you, I'm you. But a lot of people, they'll take the crazy one with no shirt, with tattoos up the Conspiracy neck. Conspiracy theorists, right? anti-vax or anti-max. Right? And, and take all the negatives from a guy like that. Yeah. And, and now we're all painted with that brush, right? right? Where you, and to get people to actually come out and, and see a whole group of people like us, you'll see that it's every walk of life, every color, every race, every religion. They just want to fucking live and let live. And be left the fuck alone. I know. Right? I know. Right? Really. Like, that's it. It's that simple. I know. You know? So that's exactly me. That, that, that's just, I wanted to add that. I wanted to make a point of it because I, it's, I wanted to talk about the getting the ticket. Yeah. Which is a joke. I'm still fighting it. So you're not wiping your ass with it. And me asking him uh, for his advice on who to vote for. And ironically, now he, after he hangs up on me and tries to belittle me. And ironically, now he's running, which he won't win. He's not winning. Uh, maybe we'll send him a hat. By the way, thanks for the hat. I appreciate it. Sick. <laughs> I love it. Love it, buddy. No, thank you, man. Fucking, I think what you did was amazing. Like I said, you're the soundtrack of fucking this country getting back, dude. <laughs> it was it was huge. It was a huge thank momentum you, shift, right? I I thought it was fucking awesome. Um, there's one thing here that it's actually at the bottom of your email. I think it's fucking amazing. It actually says a lot in quotes. It says. Don't die with your songs still inside of you. Yeah. Explain that. I think that's fucking awesome. <coughs> Sorry, man. Coffee went the wrong way. Um, so that's something like, don't die with your songs still inside of you. So my whole purpose is when I leave or my soul leaves this earth, I would hope that all my songs will be written and I can leave my experience, what I felt, my emotions of life. I could put them into lyrics and sounds. And, uh, wow, this one really fucking got me. Sorry. <coughs> it went the wrong way. It's all good. Um, I fucking hate when that happens. Yeah, that's that's my, that's our moment of music, man. Don't die with your song still inside of you. Like, just leave it out. Leave it all out. Like, don't have no regrets. Leave it all out on, on the ice. Leave it all out on the life. Like, just fucking give her. And when you, when you hang up your hat, just fucking, when I'm one day, if I get to be 80, you know, when when I check out, I'm fucking that I, I did good for people. I help people because, Mike, the only thing when I realize from reading and, and listening to people, I realize when you leave Earth and or, or when you the only thing you really have with you is memories and how you treated people and how people treated you. And you have memories of moment of good times like like besides when you take away the house, the money. You have what what is how people made you feel and how you made people feel, mm -hmm. and I hopefully will have had succeeded or had made people feel a certain way that inspires and helps them and like you know so that, that that's where don't die with your song still inside you. I forgot about that. It's just basically when I check out, I want I I fucking read, I wrote all my songs and that's hopefully what's gonna keep me going in music. Like I have. So many fucking ideas that keep coming. It's like, it's a beautiful curse. I fucking, I do these things like, um, they just, they, they come daily, man. They That's come good. daily. That's I cool. got a problem, but it's just what I love doing. It's hard to do, make a living right now through what I love doing because it's the fucking DJ world where everyone's becoming a DJ, but it's hard to be a true singer, songwriter, artist. Like the DJ's taking over the rock star and I, I kind of want to change that. Yeah. It'll come back. Yeah. Like, yeah, nothing wrong with DJs, but oh, yeah. there are DJs who are producers, but then there's other guys who get things made for them. They put a, a USB stick and you get play and they're like, 
a lot of girl DJs now, and I love girl DJs. I'm not saying nothing bad about them. But in Toronto, there's a lot of female DJs that are becoming DJs because they know the right person or because they're hot or whatever. That are just basically got, giving a USB stick, and it's 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 a brand, it's a product. Ah, uh, so they're just pushing the sex. Yeah, they're just pushing like the the person that they don't know. They're not making it. When I grew up, when I was making the songs, I made sure I played the piano. I was the guitarist. I wrote the words. I didn't know like like someone else would like imagine if I wrote "Rise Up" and I wrote it for someone else. Like there's songs out there that people don't even write but they're the right voice for there's a whole different world when it comes to music i thought if it's your song you're writing it you're playing it you're singing it i didn't know there's songwriters i didn't know there's just musicians there's vocalists yeah but you you've written songs for people too though right yeah so i uh i yeah i i have a like there's artists that in europe that are i wrote songs that got signed to sony music uh sony music france i wrote the world i co-wrote the Excuse me, uh, the official World Cup song of uh, Team Switzerland. Uh, I was supposed to be the singer on that, but politi- politics got in the way. I, I re- in 2018, I released a song with DJ Antoine. It was called El Paradiso, did well in Europe. That following next two or three months was, I knew the World Cup song, and I had written it. I had gotten Fido Blanco, the Spanish uh, artist on it, who's from Toronto. And I knew it was going to be the World Cup song for Switzerland. And it was going to be DJ Antoine, Armando, and Fido Blanco. Uh, DJ Antoine, who I'm signed to his publishing for another year, went dark on me for a month and came back and says, Hey, by the way, uh, we can't go back to back with you, the same feature artist on the song. We gotta go, we're going to go with Carl Wolf, but you'll still make the same amount of money. And I, got, I was mad because this was my baby and I helped create it. And this, this was a tough for me to swallow I basically could have blown up that relationship and I almost did uh, or I could say you know I'm the hockey player the mentality I'm on the penalty kill okay go go win the game with the PP forever I can always say I wrote or co-wrote I have a World Cup song under my belt if I said no I would have blew it up and then I wouldn't have had so that's the that was a tough pill for swallow because they were going out to Europe playing in front of the stadiums then they went to perform at a cruise in the Mediterranean then it went number one in the city here at Z1035 uh, at the radio station. Yes, it was DJ Antoine, Carl Wolf, Fido Blanco, but no one knew that I wrote it or the English part or, or co-wrote it. So it was bittersweet because, yeah, that's my words, but no one gave a fuck about this guy. They're caring about the three guys on their names on it. Yeah. And that was a tough pill for me to swallow, but it, it made me grow and it makes you stronger and it makes you negotiate the non-negotiable. Fuck yeah. Yeah, man, that's, oh, that's cool. A, that's a good way to end it. <laughs> There's eh? some fucking big names. That's awesome, man. Yeah. No, I'm fucking pumped for your new song, Rodeo. Oh, buddy. Right, I wish you. I could play a little bit, but I'll save we'll, it for yeah. us. We'll fucking, you can drop that late. That's It's a fucking awesome song, man. Where can everybody find you? I'm, uh, if I'm not Shadow Ben, I think I'm not Shadow Ben right now. <laughs> but if I'm not Shadow Ben, you can find me at uh, on my website, um, armandomusic.com, A-R-M-A-N-D-O. So my shirt, I don't know if you can see it. Armando Music. I got to get you one of these, by the way. Hell yeah. I'll get you one of these tees and uh, I got a mug. By the way, sick mugs. <laughs> Armando ArmandoMusic.com. Uh, all my socials are on there. My latest events. Um, my Instagram is my name, Armando Scarlato Jr. Or if you just check Armando Music, I'm the guy with the black glasses and the 
the black lid. Um, I'm not too much on Twitter. Uh, I, I find myself wasting a lot of time on Twitter. I just get into arguments with fucking donkeys. <laughs> Idiots. My word's walnut. Walnut. So when I get mad, I just say you're a walnut. I just put you're a walnut. That's hilarious. I like the word. Yeah. You know what? I, I gassed Facebook. I don't have Twitter. Instagram's still too much sometimes. Yeah. It's a lot. You're trying to manage life. And I know. Right. Yeah. I, I For me, Mike, just with music and stuff, I do this TikTok thing, but it's, I'm not... I'm, I'm a fucking artist. I want to write. I want to put it out. I don't want to go in the video showing you how I made the song and try and get fans. I'm old school when it comes to that. And, you know, labels look look for that. I'd rather be true to myself, independent, do my 20 gigs a year and call it in. I just want to be good for humanity. And I want to be a role model for people who are being bullied. Yeah, man. I, I want to be a, a place where, you, you know, let's talk. That's awesome. Just want to help people, man, you know? That's awesome, man. Well, I look forward to seeing you at West. Oh, buddy. At Sarah Swain's event. We might have to do a before and after. Yeah. After, I'll maybe come back in the fall. I'll be great. I'll have rodeo out there. We'll have footage. Buddy. You're going to play that there? By oh, then, fuck sure. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be able to play that, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, better. Yeah. Fuck, or I'm singing it. You're no, right. you're going to come up with the background <laughs> singer. Fuck. All right, buddy. This uh, is fucking great. Thank you thank for you, having me Thank you, thank you on, so man. much. Absolutely, buddy. All right, man. Check it out. All the spots and YouTube. No one really watches YouTube. Uh, it's probably because my video my video uh, isn't as good yet. But fuck, man. Watch YouTube as well. Share it if you if you like the message. Which again, it's fucking. It's simple, man. Just don't don't negotiate. Like you said, man. No, you're non negotiables. Everybody's authentic. Everybody's beautiful. You have no idea how fucking powerful you are. Amen. Peace. History will be us, the people, they will free us. Fire! Fire! Uh, uh, uh.